0: This morning I want to talk with you just kind of about a a new wine skin that we're going to be, uh, I guess, using on on Sunday mornings, and you know as this past year has gone on, I, I've more and more I felt like the Holy Spirit's been saying, "Give me more, give me more room, give me more time, give me more space," and so you know we we started off with me preaching less, you know I was like that was one of the the factors of, you know, I've been known to preach 45 minutes to an hour, so we were like, all right, Lord, we can get a little five-hour energy punch, you know, in there and, and give you really a lot of room to minister. So we started doing that, and that was good, but just kept feeling like there was, we weren't quite, you know, hitting the mark on what... What holy Spirit was was saying, and not that he was disappointed or anything because we're moving in the right right direction, but we just felt like he was saying I still there's something different and so we in talking with our advisory council and our our board, um we discussed what's, what i we I call in like an open format, but it's it's kind of based out of Colossians chapter three, verse sixteen. It says, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And uh, 1 Timothy 4.13 also talks about giving attention to the, the public reading of, of Scripture. And so, basically what the open format um is going to look like is it's we're it's going to be more of a flow with the holy spirit and so instead of having like a worship set announcements and and then somebody gets up to preach and then we have ministry time it it could possibly look like the worship team gets up here they sing a song somebody that's not even the preacher it could be the preacher but we want people in the body to to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And you might have a song. You might have a prophetic word. You might have a prayer. You might have a scripture. You might have a tongue. You might have an interpretation of the tongue. But part of this is that every, every single one of us are a contribution. We are the body of Christ. First Corinthians 12 talks about all the different parts of the body and that they're all worthy of honor. And so, you know i've something Graham Cook said years and years ago has always impacted me. He said, "You know there's only so many life changing sermons you can hear in a year, right You know so it's we love the preaching of the word, but how much we have teaching com coming out of our our ears in America at least, and so and it doesn't mean that there won't be any teaching, because it says teaching, right? It just says that's not the only thing that we're going to be looking at. So um, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26 says, What is the outcome then, brothers and sisters? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation, all things that are to be done for edification, for building up the body. Romans 12, for just as we have many parts in one body and all the body's parts do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly, if prophecy in proportion to one's faith, if service in the act of serving. Or the one who teaches in the act of teaching, or the one who exhorts in the work of exhortation. The one who gives with generosity, the one who is in leadership with diligence, the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. And so a lot of our, the heart behind this is giving Holy Spirit room to do what he wants. But part of what I feel like Holy Spirit wants to do is get everybody activated he wants the whole body activated. You know, he doesn't want a body that is a quadriplegic with just a head that's talking. He wants the whole body activated, right? That's why he healed paralytics and, and he, he, he loves activating the whole body. And so, so part of this is that, hey, this is, we're going to step out in faith we're going to, you know, I feel like God may be giving me a word and you come up and you share it and it's you're stepping out in faith. And part of what happens in the Christian faith is, is when we become just hearers of the word and not doers, we actually forget who we are. All right. And so like in James, it says, prove yourselves doers of the word and not just hearers who deceive themselves. That's strong, strong words. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who has looked intently at the perfect law, the law of freedom, and has continued in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an active doer, this person will be blessed in what he does. And so when we do the word, when we act on the word, we our identity gets imprinted into us. Does that make sense? So it's when we, we hear the word and then we go away and we don't actually act on the word, then we forget who we are. We're just like,'m you know, I'm just a nobody and I'm worthless and as." Instead of actually remembering Jesus died for me, I'm precious in his sight, I'm the apple of his eye, he's equipped me, I'm a son or I'm a daughter of God. I've been empowered, I have the Holy Spirit living in me. Like when I pray and minister, things happen. Things change for the good. Instead of believing the lies like, you know, I might pray for this person, but nothing's going to happen. Whatever lie we may believe. And so we remember what we look like in Jesus Christ when we actually act on the word. And this, is, and this is one of the things, you know, I've been talking with the Lord is like when we're not acting in faith in our life, when, we, when there's nothing that we have to believe God for in our life, that's when we get stale and dry and we get apathetic and all of those things. Living in faith is what keeps us sharp. And so there always should be something that only God can do in your life <laughs> as far as what, even if it's, you know, things may be going great at home, well, believe the Lord for, some, for something in the marketplace. Believe the Lord to do something when you're at the grocery store or at, at your job, whatever the case may be. And so and we're going to have a question and answer time. Afterwards. All right. So if you have any questions, we'll try to answer them as best as we as we can. So. How many of you have have had experience with like an open format like this small group or in a church where it's just Holy Spirit leading and everybody's sharing? Nobody's. All right. And so. This is. You know, part of what happens if you've, been, if you've had any experience with this is um, you have people what quote-unquote miss it or maybe it's not the Lord. And, and so when somebody misses it, maybe, you know, there's a, there's a check in your spirit or whatever the case may be, this is, what that does is it opens up the door for conversation, opens up the door to, to grow in your discernment, and it opens up the door for whoever may have ministered and maybe missed it just to learn because I don't think anybody's, most people, 99 percent of the people, 99.9% of the people that come up here are not trying to mislead people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like you're learning. You're learning how to ride a bike. You're learning how to grow in this gift that God gave you. So it's just, just like a child receives a bicycle on Christmas morning and they've never ridden it before. It's the same way when, when God gives us gifts, we got to get on that thing and, and learn how to use it. So, we're not going to uh, shut things down when somebody misses it, or if there's a mess. We're just going to, to take care of it, you know, and address it. If somebody gets up here and says, uh, "Allah is God," we're going to correct it. All right. And so, and we, and I've I have been in situations and meetings where people, you know calling out sin and people that they didn't know and it was, they were off. They were, they're actually wrong. It wasn't, and we had to take care of that. But the thing is, don't be afraid and be like, see, I the, what the flesh wants to do is like, see, I told you this wouldn't work. That's what the flesh says. That's what the, the self-righteous Pharisee in us says. <laughs> I told you this wouldn't work. But Jesus, he lets Peter stay in the gang after he betrays him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's, Jesus just has different ways of operating. Proverbs 14, verse 4 says, Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by strength of the ox. And so part of... uh, of who the holy spirit is is he's this ox that produces a lot of fruit but sometimes he makes a mess and he ain't scared of it and so we want to anyway i'm I'm, i've got other things going through my mind about the living creatures and stuff so i'm I'm not going to go into that but but you got to have the ox if you want to have a lot of revenue so what is the purpose of the open format? Again, give the Holy Spirit freedom to minister through his people, to equip the body to minister in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are useful for the building up of the body. Now, this is something that God may give you something during the week for Sunday mornings or for small group or whatever, but it's, the key is we, we just want to learn to listen. When, when Solomon, when God gave him the one request Solomon, a lot of t- uh, maybe there's some versions out there that say wisdom, and, and, and we hear that he asked for wisdom. And that's true because ultimately what Solomon asked for was wisdom. But it's better translated. Solomon told God, He said, Give me a listening heart. Give me a listening heart. And Solomon was totally overwhelmed by taking over for his dad. He's like, I can't rule this people, this great nation that you've like, created under my dad. I can't do this. And God gave him the request, and he said, give me a listening heart. And so wisdom, which Solomon had, is actually the, just the ability to listen to the one who has wisdom. And so we want that, that's all we want to cultivate here in each and every one of us is the listening heart, which gives us wisdom, and then... There's all kinds of good things that happen when you have wisdom. So things that this open format is, will not be. Sometimes it's important to say what it's not going to be as well as what it is going to be. So things this open format is not, it's, it is not a personal soapbox for grievances and complaints. All right. It is not a personal soapbox for grievances and complaints. You will, you will get the stage hook if it turns into that. And it's not a time to share your personal prayer list with everyone. That's important. But this is not the time for us to to pray for your personal prayer list. There's another time for that. But we want to. Leave this time open for what God's doing corporately in our midst. There's uh, three B's to keep in mind as the general rules. Now, of course, and we'll have, there'll be leaders who will be facilitating this thing. It, it, and and so there, there'll be, the, if there has to be a, a stage hook, they're the ones with the stage hook or They're the ones that kind of will be orchestrating and discerning what Holy Spirit is doing through a word. Because somebody might have a prophetic word, and somebody might have a scripture, and the facilitator or someone else may be able to put it together. I'm just saying, this is going to be a total learning process. Like, we don't—I'm telling you, people that have done this for 20 years, it's always. It's, it's always new every time. And so you just have to keep a, an open heart and, and teachable heart and undefendable heart before the Lord. Jesus said, blessed is he who does not take offense at me. In general, blessed are you that don't take offense. <laughs> so that's, but especially not taking offense at Jesus. But just kind of three general rules. Uh, we want to be biblical and what we, how we minister, we want to be brief, um, in the sense of, I'm not putting like a certain time limit on that, but it's, we want to try to make it succinct and and make it nuggets. Um, every time a person, if, if one person shares for an hour and then another person shares for 30 minutes, then we, we don't even get to worship the Lord, you know? And so we want to make it brief. We may, and I'm, I'm thinking around the, you know, five-minute range, but if somebody gets up here and the Holy Spirit's on them, people are falling out, we'll go for two hours with that person, all right? So, but like I said, this is in general. And it needs to be beneficial, all right? So this isn't... Um, in the sense of, like I said, this goes back to like when it's in the spirit of blaming, a spirit of condemnation, spirit of judgment. Now, God may give us warnings and, and tell us, hey, we need to repent of something. That's not that's beneficial when it's of the Holy Spirit. Right. I remember when we were at Convergence, one of our elders got up and said, I just believe God's giving us a window to repent of things. And he didn't even say specifically what it was. And I just, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, is there anything I need to repent of? And he said, you crave the praise of man. And I had zero emotional tug on my heart. So I, I wasn't sure if it was the Lord. And so I said, Lord, is there anything I need to repent of? He said, you need to repent of the praise of man. Praise of man. Praise of man, too. And so um, I go up to another elder, Say, hey man, I'm just kind of confessing this in faith, but uh, I want to repent of something. And he's like, yeah, what is it? And I said, I repent of the praise of man. And like, godly sorrow hit me, and I just like cried for like the next 15 minutes. So, those types of things happen, and it was good and beneficial, and like, that was a great day in my life with the Lord. But we want to be biblical, we want to be brief. And we want to be beneficial so some guiding principles for open format and this is something that whoever's leading is is probably going to read this every sunday just to remind us of kind of how we want these these open format times to go and by the way this is this open format is indefinite it may be for a season we may do it for a few years it may just be the the month of august i mean we don't really know we're we're literally just following the cloud by day and the fire by night and wherever it stops we'll stop and it's a and leader there's a reason why in a lot of church leadership don't like this is cause it's cuz kind it's of, it's very vulnerable <laughs> cuz you can't tell people like what you're going to do you're like i it's a whole lot of, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, we'll see, <laughs> so, and so there is, there is, it's a, there's a level of vulnerability and, and um, letting go of control, which is something we're all growing in. So as we seek the Lord in this open format, we're asking Holy Spirit for prophetic words, words of wisdom, short teachings Words of knowledge, songs, scriptures, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prayers that he wants to release through us. With that in mind, when you come to the microphone to share what God is giving you, keep it biblical, brief, and beneficial. All right? And that's just kind of like our little statement about this open, open format worship. All right? You have anything you want to add?
1: So I, um, so I'm going to share a little bit about how this. So we're, um, so we're going to also, um, yeah, you can go ahead, share with y'all that um, as a family we're going to take a sabbatical, and uh, we're going to take four Sundays off um, as a family. That's the dates, um, and this kind of goes into this new format. But um, our advisory council has been. Um, really helpful over the last couple of years, and, um, and Katie, Johnson's dad, Randall, is on our advisory council, and they used to do this at their church, the open format, and he's the one who gave us the three B's, um, and I just love how God brings these pieces of the puzzle together. Um, so, I, I guess, like, a maybe two months ago, we started praying into this new format, and talking to different people about it and uh, trying to get wisdom and insight. And then about a month ago, we had a board meeting. And during the board meeting, um, we were talking about different things. And then they asked how we were doing. And then it was interrupted and said, y'all need to take a sabbatical. <laughs> so, and uh, the really great thing about this time is that we've had times where we were hurt or we were um, hurting people because we're, you know, we're a small group of people, so life happens with us, right? But in this season, it's a really sweet time with us, with the awakening, and, um, but we are in a place where we feel like God is calling us to a sabbatical, and so for sabbatical for our family, it's going to look like our kids in school and us going to an enormous amount of sporting events and um, us still being involved with our parents a good bit and us working but we won't be at church and so um, our board has given us um, a budget and a time frame and so we chose this time frame because it is time where like the kids will be in school and when I am at home I can have some time just with the Lord. Um, and then on the weekends, we're going to do some things as a family or individually to try to get some time with the Lord. So it's been kind of a, a process of figuring it out. So um, so it was very interesting um, when our board first asked us to take a sabbatical, um, I very much looked at it as we were taking something from the awakening. And so the next week at Small Group, um, Megan had us do a prophetic exercise. And so in my, we had two different groups, and no one knew we were doing this. Uh, maybe we had told Megan, but I don't think anyone else really knew yet. We have already talked to our staff. And so, um, but up until this point, people didn't know. So Jesse Goodwin gave me a word. Remember, I'm kind of having a hard time with this whole sabbatical thought because I'm like, you know, we're just going to not do church work and st- not make any decisions, not communicate, not go to meetings. You know, it just it felt a little vulnerable and... Um, Irresponsible, which I don't handle very well, and so Jesse Goodwin gave me a word that said that she saw God building a moat around me, and that He was He. There were certain things He was allowing inside the moat, but most things were outside the moat. So then, um, Tommy. Ulmer gave me a word that he saw me like Mary sitting at Jesus' feet, pouring out the clay jar of perfume on his feet. And it was so interesting because when I think of that picture, I think of how irresponsible it was for Mary to break that expensive jar of perfume on Jesus' feet. (laughs) Like she could have bought food for a whole village, but she like just dumps it out on his feet. And so it was just really a sweet word because I do want to get at Jesus' feet. In a total irresponsible way. Now, I know that y'all are thinking, well, it's, re- you know, it's responsible to be with Jesus, but it's letting go of a lot of other responsibilities, like an expensive jar of perfume. And then it was just so sweet because Lacey then kind of topped off the words by saying that she was like, I don't really know what this is about, but I just hear God saying, like, old, old story, like, like victory in Jesus. And so. Lacey had no idea, but like Travis and I walked out of the church to victory in Jesus at our wedding. It's my favorite hymn. It was just a really sweet night of the Lord, like shifting my perspective on sabbatical. So what he said to me as I sought him about it is he said, in the same way that you take a very responsibly to steward the people at the awakening and the finances of the awakening, you have to steward this sabbatical in the same way. And so it now feels like a gift, and um, we are going to send out a text in church about how to pray for our family, also with our children. They're in a season right now where they're seeking the Lord personally, and all they know how to do is go hard after church, because <laughs> for eleven years the gay family has gone hard after church, <laughs> and I can't. I mean, we we have fun doing it as a family. Um, but, you know, my girls are in kids' church every Sunday, and, um, you know, we just do—we just have gone hard, and they're amazing, but they also need to know how to connect with God outside of church. It's really important for them, and, um, and so we're going to spend some time—make some space for them to do that. Um, so I'm, I wanted to share those prophetic words because those are the kind of things that can happen on Sunday morning, that Tommy didn't have any idea he was what he was speaking into, that Jesse didn't know, that Lacey didn't know. These, these are just things that God orchestrated to build up the body of Christ. And so I had a scripture that I, um, it's Ephesians 4, and it says, um, and he gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists to some pastors and teachers. And I know this is talking about the office of such. The only way to get into these places is to get on the bike that God gave you, right? Like, and start riding it. And so we're not going to have apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers if we don't start exercising. And none of us have children that we like put them on the bike and they fall over and we're like, oh, well, can't ride that and go give it to the neighbors, but we do that with our spiritual gifts, you know? We're like, oh, I didn't do that right, so I'm not going on outreach again, you know? No, we got to go again. You got to get back on. Nobody rides a bike the first time. Nobody, <laughs> like even these, even like real athletic people, and so um, so you fall down, you skin your knees, you scrape up. I mean, all Everybody has a I crashed my bike story. Even when we're older, we still have crashes. And so so then it says, it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Until we have all attained the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. I mean, that just sounds like God coming and meeting with a group of people, like building us up. And it takes all of us. And so um, so we're also going to rearrange the room. So it's going to look different in here. And I know... If y'all sit in the same spot every week, it's going to mess with you. So I'm just giving you a heads up. And also, some of you might be thinking, great, Travis and Jessica are going to do a new format, and we're out of (laughs) here. So um, next week we have a worship Sunday, and then the next week Travis um, is going to facilitate, and then there will be four Sundays that we'll have other facilitators. And um, what's really awesome for Travis and I is, is Megan, has been so wonderful, and um, she's very excited about the new format, and this, the new format is kind of a Megan style, like if I had to say, she loves the presence of God, she loves running after the Holy Spirit, and so she's going to use our advisory council and has access to our board as well if she needs help but she can make whatever decision she wants to make if she's like we're not doing this anymore we're going to do something different it's totally fine so i just want y'all to hear that from us is that megan can make decisions and we totally trust her and love walking with her as a staff and so she's um she's ready for it and is excited about doing this so um right megan (laughs) <laughs> um. oh, you have more
0: yeah and Janice has been very helpful in this process as too uh, Janice has been part of Vineyard churches and other churches where um, you know a lot of the time and the presence of the Lord was, was really dictated by what the Holy Spirit was was prompting and so she's going to be excuse me, she's going to be helping to facilitate as well, and so I think the Lord's, you know, prepared us for this time, so.
1: And so we just wanted to, um, we want you guys to kind of know what's going on, what the format's going to be, because we will have people visiting, and people can come and receive. It'll be an awesome time to receive, because they'll be receiving from a lot of different people, but y'all can kind of help people, tell them what we're doing, It'll be questionable because it doesn't look like normal church, but what is you know, it's going to be the body, we're going to be the body. and um, so it's exciting and I and we have such depth within our body, like you guys hear from the Lord, you you are doing amazing things, and it's really important that we're hearing from the body in this season. so um, So we want you all to know what's going on. And then we wanted to open it up for questions. So anyone that has any questions, um, you're welcome to ask. If you'll raise your hand and ask, we'll repeat it for you about anything that we talked about this morning.